podcast. I'm here today with Nancy Cohen. We're actually second cousins. It just took us a little while to figure out exactly, you know, what the direct, uh, like what number cousins we were. Uh, so yeah, so it's been really fun to reconnect. And she's now a medium, a, medi- a medium? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we a medium. The potential yeah. mediumship. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And she was a registered dietitian. So she's going to tell us the story of uh, that transition and how she got to doing what she's doing today. How are you doing today? Oh, Courtney, I'm great. It's so nice to see you. You too. Um, Yeah. We were just revisiting how we're related, which is that my mother and your father are first cousins. Right. And you were sharing the story of part of how you came to discover this gift that you have was through your grandmother, who was my grandmother's older sister. She would be your great aunt. That's right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So um, thank you so much for having me today. I am a registered dietitian of like four decades. And it's very funny. I actually became a dietitian because one of your grandmother's older sisters was a dietitian and one of the first cousins was. And I was like, well, that's cool. I was 11 when I heard that. So I said, oh, maybe I'll do that. But that was a long time ago. And um, and so I worked, you know, as a registered dietitian in hospitals and teaching nutritional. And I still do, by the way. I didn't quit my day job. Okay. Um, however... A long time ago when I was 16, it's not that long ago, but when I was 16, I was at my sister's wedding in Teaneck, not too far from, you know, where you grew up. And Teaneck is just outside of New York City. And I was uh, at the wedding in our backyard. And actually, my aunt Elsie had planned the wedding. She's your, she's also one of your relatives. And I was standing there and all of a sudden I felt somebody come and stand next to me. And I'm like, and I start crying. I'm 16 years old. Like I just took my braces off a few <laughs> months ago. And and I knew it was my grandma, Jenny. I just knew it was. So she came and stood next to me at my sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. And people kept going, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. And I said, Grandma Jenny's here. And they all looked at me like I was an absolute nut job. And I just never did anything with it. I I wouldn't say it scared me. It made me feel full of love. But mm-hmm. then I said, oh, yeah, that's too weird. And I went off and I just put that away. Right. Um, but I knew she was at the wedding. Your grandma was at the wedding, who is oh, wow. my, my grandma Jenny's younger sister. And so, you know, like, oh, and then my mom passed away three years later. I was 19. And that was really a tough experience. You know, I just, my mom was this awesome lady like your mom is. And I just was not ready for her to leave. But I, so I moved all the way through, you know, going to school, getting married. I had a baby. And when I was 40, when, when, uh, just around when the World Trade Center went down, I wanted to talk to my mom. I just wanted to talk to her. And I actually, I went to speak to this very famous psychic and, I and she was going to bring my mother to me and I'd not really heard of mediums and he didn't know what all of this was. Right. And I said, "Okay, this lady's a fake. I know she's a quack." Mm-hmm. And um I said, "Who was with me at the wedding?" And I hear 
Grandma Jenny. And I'm like, oh, well, that's really weird. And then I said, oh, no, she must have looked that up somewhere. And then the next thing that happened, I said, and who was standing next to her? And then she said, Sam. And this was all on the telephone. We didn't have Zoom Mm -hmm. then. And I almost dropped the phone. I like turned white and I went, okay, this is really weird. (laughs) So Sam is my grandmother's husband. And that was the beginning of me beginning to open up to the possibility that, number one, she validated my experience when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And number two, she also connected me to my mom, who I'd been missing for 20-something years. So someone said to me, you know, you could probably do this. I said, oh, no. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, stop. That stuff is really weird. But then I started taking what what I thought was I thought I was taking classes. Mm-hmm. I thought I was being trained to be a medium. Mm-hmm. But that isn't the truth, actually. Most people can sense their loved ones, and there are some skills that you gather along the way. So that is how this whole thing began, with one medium saying it to me, and then me going on a journey to develop my skills to hear the loved, loving messages of my loved ones. Wow. So what were some of the messages you heard from the beginning, and then how did that lead to you using it as a a means of healing people. Right. Isn't that? So at the very, well, I started taking classes in New York City at the new school. And basically what you do is you sit around with people and you open up your energy field and receive. It takes a little time to develop the skill. You know, we hear, we see, some people smell, some people sense. So there's all sorts of gifts along with practicing mediumship Mm -hmm. and you know it's really important you do it with integrity and you do it with love yeah but before I got to that at the very same time the World Trade Center went down I guess you were around 12 or something I don't know how old you were but I remember when it was and I got really sick. I had just graduated from college. I was in oh, the city. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're a lot older than my son. He was yeah. seven. I didn't know. Okay. So there's a good age difference between mm. you guys. So um I um I got really sick and someone so this is all in 2001. It's all happening at the same time. Mm. And um someone said, You ought to go get Reiki. And I'm like, What? <laughs> Like, like this is, this is like 2000. I've never heard of this. <laughs> I think this person is out of their mind. Right. And, but I don't feel well. I, we lived really close to New York City and it was really stressful. Yeah. And I finally went, okay, fine. Like I do everything backwards. I have to go in very begrudgingly yeah. and then open <laughs> up to, I'm like, oh yeah, no, you're not getting me to lay down and do what? Anyhow, <laughs> I went. <laughs> I went to this woman um, in northern New Jersey named Liz, and I had my first Reiki session, which is a form of hands-on healing, and my stomach cleared up like that. Like, by the next day, it was better, and I was like, oh, that is really weird. What was that? Oh, wow. So this is all happening at the same time. I'm going to take uh, mediumship classes at the new school, mm-hmm. and I just learned this hands-on form of healing that I'm afraid to tell anybody about. And because this was, I don't know, I didn't find that people were very accepting of this in, in 2001. 
Sure, um, sure. So I secretly practiced Reiki as a dietitian, and I kept going to mediumship classes so I could just speak to my mother, to be quite honest, and my grandmother. And while I was there, I got better at it. And I could deliver a message and I could tell you what someone said who loved you. So it's it's been a, an amazing journey. So I find that, so now it's fast forward 22 years later, and I've been offering, so I actually do three forms of healing, but it all began with healing the heart. Yeah. And something for me and my health and well-being, and then I offered it to my clients, little by slowly. Wow. So you said it started with healing the heart, your heart. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that, you know, when I started practicing the mediumship, the skill was really already there. Sure. Really, all I was doing was opening my heart to trust the information that came. And there is a way I've studied with, you know, renowned mediums from England and New York and all over the Northeast. And at this point, it's 20 years later. and. Um, you know, the best thing though is to get the validation from the client, not to make things up, right? You know, but to so when you're when your heart is open and your energy field is open, they're not, you know, I don't think I don't know if you ever saw that movie with um Whoopi Goldberg called Ghost, where they had the person's yes, in the okay. body. That doesn't really happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like that sometimes because what happens is if you're very sensitive. Uh, You can feel people who want to come close to you and share a message. So, you know, I might be sitting there and I'll feel like my throat is bothering me. And I'm like, well, whose throat is bothering you? And, you know, or, or my knee will ache and I'll go, my knee doesn't ache. Do you know someone who had a knee issue? It's it, That's how it rolls. So we open our energy fields a little wider and then they come in, of course, with love and you know, identify themselves. So it's really been an amazing process, actually. Yeah, I know. I can imagine. So what kind of messages were the first things you started to hear? Hmm. Or feel? That's or a good see? question. Yeah, no, no, that's a really good question. Um, you know, it's really basic things. So in, it's called evidential mediumship, and it actually was founded in England. Mm-hmm. And it was based on proof of proof of life after death. Right. And there's a there's a church, a spiritual church in England, and that's that's what I was drawn to and studied under those um teachers. So Eamon Downey is one of the world renowned teachers, and I, I've studied under him since 2001, actually. Wow. And I still work with him because what he says is that we really have a responsibility to carry the message of love, but also do it responsibly. You know, I can't say, I can't like just make stuff up. It's not okay. Um, So let's see. I mean, it's very funny because my very first uh, reading I ever gave was somebody's grandfather outside of a baseball stadium in Chicago. And it was actually for my friend Joan and we were brand new to this. So this is back in like 2003. And she didn't take my message. And and that's okay, by the way. When you bring a message through, if somebody doesn't recognize the information, mm-hmm. it's okay. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you got it wrong. And then I actually just spoke to her a year ago. And I said, Joan, but I brought all this information to you. Her name is um, Joan Villano, and she lives in... Uh, 
in, she lives at the shore here in New Jersey and she's a realtor and she was helping me. And I finished the message and she goes, oh yeah, no, all that's right. And, and he stepped forward with all this information. So what's really important is that they, that they bring you evidence so that you know it's them. It doesn't matter if I know it's them. Mm-hmm. You know, you want proof of the living mind or you want proof that you had an experience with them. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's how it is. So each one of them brings in something different. Right. But but and it's I ask only to channel through love. That that's right. my that's my goal. And that's how I find people heal the heart. Right. You know, I at the time when I was 40. And I started this little journey. I had just had two miscarriages. I was heartbroken. And I didn't have other children after that. I have one somebody. And I was just like, well, how did this happen? And where is my mom and all this? And this woman came forward and brought my mom forward just in reassurance and that everything was okay. And then she knew what was going on. And I was like, oh. And that helped me to take a breath. Right. Just feel it was okay. That feel I wasn't alone. You know, we can't, you know, they're not going to pay your bills. (laughs) They're (laughs) not going to do your laundry. They, (laughs) you know, they might give you a little advice, but your loved ones on the other side, what they can do is just remind you that you're loved. Right. Yeah. So how does that lead to healing? How how are you able to heal people through these uh, messages and mediumship? Well, I, I actually do not choose to say that the mediumship does healing except of the heart, but the other forms of healing that, um, so in 2001, I learned Reiki and I was practicing that in Northern New Jersey, um, you know, with my clients. And it, it, I find that Reiki is this beautiful, loving hands-on form of healing that allows people to feel calmer. Mm. Um, it helped me with digestion. That's what I went to it right. for. And by the way, the digestive system is is where we store our stress. Sure. So those people who, so I thought it was the greatest thing for IBS. And so that's, that's ultimately why I called my practice feeding the body, feeding the soul, because I do very traditional nutrition, some integrative nutrition. And I also offer some healing, which is just like, it feels like you've had a massage, not that you're having a massage. So right. I would never say, oh, no, don't go to the emergency room right. for your broken leg. Right, right. Yeah. It's not responsible. Um, on the other hand, I might say, I see you're really stressed from your broken leg. Why don't we offer some healing to it and see it? Because when people are less stressed, they can heal better. Yeah, of course. That's true. Right. So we're really supporting their immune system and their emotional response and their mental processes. Mm-hmm. So I have found that all of these uh I have I do three forms of healing. The first one I learned is called Reiki. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have any of these? I've had Reiki done, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then in 2009, I was um, going through a life event. I was going okay. through a divorce and it was very stressful. And I couldn't find anybody to offer me Reiki. And I was real. That same girl, Liz, got married. She moved. And I'm like, this is just wrong. How did that happen? And I met this woman named Debbie. 
Mm-hmm. And she kept yapping on about these angels. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you've been watching too much television. Like, step away from me. I, you know, I, I'm i from the Northeast. So mm-hmm. as you are, I don't know what you did with your skepticism. But mine's like up here. And <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, no, you need to back away. This angel stuff is just not real. And um, she goes, okay. And then I finally said, I don't know what you do, but I don't feel well. Can I come over? And I went to her house in Mawa or Ramsey, one of those two towns. And um, I had this session called Integrated Energy Therapy. Mm. And what that is, is it appears like Reiki, Mm -hmm. except it has an angel. Oh, actually, those are the angels over there. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, I'm a teacher of it now, quite a few years later. 14 years later. So I went to this woman who's yapping on about the angels and I lay down and have this healing session. And basically it looks exactly like Reiki, except that it has a very cool, crisp uh, clearing sensation to it. And it's angelic in nature. So it, it also works through chakras, but nine chakras and it releases emotions stored in the cells of the body. Oh, wow. I know, right? That's what I thought. I'm like, what is she talking about? This stuff isn't real. Go away. And so it releases guilt, distrust, shame, heartache, betrayal, anger, resentment, stress, and fear. There's a little bit more to it that. And then it imprints innocence, trust, pride, support, faith, love. Uh, forgiveness, ease, and safety. And it's with nine um, archangels and you get attuned to them. And I've never even heard of all this actually. Right. And um, and I, I started learning it and that too was like, an, oh, that when I had that first session, I went, what did you do to me? That was amazing. So I went from skeptical, just like right. I did with the Reiki to this IET and I went, Oh, that was amazing. And you can feel the emotions lift out of your cells and you feel a sense of, and again, back to healing and health, Mm -hmm. that when you have less stress, when you have less mental fatigue, worry, anxiety, you can heal better. Sure. Of course. Yeah. So the, so you said there were three. So it was the Reiki? Oh, yeah. And I'm coming up to that one now. Okay. But I learned this IET first. And so it's called IET, Integrative Energy Therapy. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I teach all of them, but I offer them all. And the, what I also really liked about the IET or Integrative Energy Therapy is we can offer it to pets. Oh. Um, yeah. So animals hold a lot of stress. and Sure. Um, they actually... Animals. What's that? Domesticated animals do. Yeah. Well, because they live with humans. Exactly. The gift of the animal and the gift (laughs) of the animal is to hold the human's emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if our dogs or or cats or, I mean, I don't know how, you know, if you have an animal that's anxious, it's probably because you're anxious. So Mm -hmm. this, so you can actually support. So this is really good for rescues. This is good for domesticated pets. It's good for horses. Mm-hmm. You know, any animal that that holds emotions and all animals actually do. So mm-hmm. so that that's been a real gift. And I have a real love of dogs. So I work with yeah. a lot of dogs, but it's fun. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. 
And so yeah. what, what was the third one? So the third one, see the pictures behind me? So the yeah. third one is called Universal Raise Healing. And this is the biggest, um, this is the biggest one of all of them. I you can't see them too close because there's too many. Uh-huh. So when I was up there in northern New Jersey, all of those are chakras, the black mm-hmm. cards. Mm-hmm. And, um this very interesting woman came from Australia named Ishtar. Mm-hmm. And I was with my friends from northern New Jersey. You know, mm-hmm. we're all going out to what are you doing on Saturday? What do you know? Like we were just so we said, oh, we'll go. We'll go listen to Ishtar. And she had just come over from Australia to teach us um, about these courses that I teach now for her. One's called the Path of Light. One's called the Path of Love, Path of Mystery. But she was going to teach us about the universal race. Mm-hmm. So in Reiki, there is one Reiki wave. Mm-hmm. In IET, there's one violet flame angelic wave. Mm-hmm. But in universal rays, there are 12 rays and 19 chakras. So like Reiki works with seven chakras, you know, crown, third eye, heart, mm-hmm. solar plexus. IET has nine. But universal race has 19, which is just crazy. But really, it's just more connection and communication. And what they say is we're one giant energy field of communication. And everybody has it. You see, you have it even if you don't think you have it. So the universal race healing. um, So Ishtar came to the United States and I, I trained with her in 2013, along with 20 other people. But I've stuck with it, and I started teaching it for her in 2015. I'm the only teacher in the United States. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. But what's but here is what's so beautiful about the universal race. So there are 12 individual rays, mm-hmm. and one is more loving than the next. So the first one is divine will. The second one is unconditional love. The third one is co-creation. The fourth one is harmony. You know, they just like, everything is just more beautiful than the next. There's nothing about it that's negative. Everything about it is uplifting. Let's see. The fifth ray is about reconnecting to spirit. The sixth ray is accepting that all is divine. And the seventh ray is about transformation. A lot of people know it. It's the violet ray. And there's, there's five more. But the point is, when people have a universal race session, mm-hmm. we, it's it's really kind of involved, though. Is it okay if I tell yeah, you a little bit more? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm not trying to, like, sell it. I'm, I don't yeah, need yeah, to sell yeah. it. So there are 12 Ascended Masters and people. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of what an Ascended Master before? I've heard of it, but I don't know if I know exactly what it is or in this context. Exactly. Yeah. So again, yeah. and we're related. We're from the same part of the country. I'm like an ascended what? You know, <laughs> like my my mother would be turning over in her grave going, Nancy, you're nuts. What are you doing? But anyhow, an ascended master is someone who has lived and walked on the earth and they have come back to be in loving service. For those of us who are Christian in faith, that's Jesus, Mary, Mary Magdalene. Everybody knows who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other ascended masters in the universal race, like Kuan Yin, Lady Portia. Um, I said Mother Mary. 
and Lady Nada. So the, there's five female ascended masters and there's seven males, one of which is Jesus. We call him Sananda there. So they govern each ray and they are of high intelligence and the rays come in and give us that same feeling like Reiki. I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't feel like what people have felt before. So we have these 12 beautiful rays that come in and you can feel them in a session and they're actually like a cold plasma energy. So they feel very crisp and clear and they uplift you. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get unconditional love. You're going to get the vibration of harmony. You're going to get the sense of divinity. You're going to release unresolved energy. So there's 12 of those. And then again, there's my picture of those black codes. Those are 19 chakras. So we have 12 from the head down Mm -hmm. into the earth. And then we have seven above our head. And when we open these chakras to these beautiful rays, um, it actually uplifts our frequency. So we do our work better. Wow. So, you know, each one of us has a divine purpose. And we do this thing called the soul ray reading. And we find out what someone's come in to learn and do. And everybody comes in on different soul rays. And so my clients uh, get a soul ray reading and they get uh, they get the healing through the 19 chakras and meridians. And there are also angels that work with the universal rays. Also that help uplift people's frequencies and we also work with a prana which is earth healing energy so that one is like three different types of healing at the same time but it's also we can each be our best Mm -hmm. it doesn't make you not a baker you know it doesn't make you not a college professor it doesn't change you from being a mom like whatever your thing is but each one of us carries doubts or questions or family nonsense Mm -hmm. and the universal (laughs) rays program helps us balance it um so it's really it's been really great and i've been teaching that since 2015 i'm pretty excited about it i never thought i'd be doing that for sure i thought i was just going to be a dietitian but no the universal rays healing program is pretty beautiful what have you seen uh in your students or in people you've worked with through this so I thank you for asking that. That's a really great question, actually. So I've been doing the Universal Race since 2013. I was living in Colorado and I was I had to give away 12 free sessions. Okay. That was my job as a student. So if right. you ever come and train with me, you have to do 12 sessions and then give them to me as the teacher. I had to send mine to Ishtar in Australia at the time. So um I've I've had, for whatever reason, of course, then I started practicing mediumship back then too in Colorado. I had all these clients who had grief. Oh, did they have grief? They have one son, one woman's son died in, in, not in the rodeo, but he was a rodeo star and was in a car accident while traveling. Another woman's son died like from a drug overdose. And I'm bringing all these up for a reason. Sure. you know, there was a lot of tragedy and trauma for them, but then they had their own illnesses and challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one of them, I don't think she'll mind me talking about it, but I'll, I'll just say her name was Betsy. I won't go into the name of her company. But when she came to me, 
She was recovering from breast cancer, the loss of a son. She was selling socks for a very uh, famous sock company. And she was beat up. She was sad. You know, she just lost her beautiful, beloved son. This is already 10 years ago. And we started doing the universal race together and she discovered her purpose. She had she had come in. You know, the thing is that what we learn is that we all come in to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are born with health issues and some people have job issues. And so this particular beautiful woman, uh, Betsy, she had breast cancer and lost a son. And she had a lot of trauma in her life at the time. And she actually so she. Uh, she had universal race session with me and she also took some of the courses. Do you know that she created an entire clothing line based on um, chemotherapy and cooling fabrics? So, So what she ended up doing, and it's called Chill Angel actually, but what happens is when people have healing sessions, they can hear better their intuition jumps up. Mm -hmm. They start to, number one, feel better. Number two, learn what they needed to from their experiences. And number three, go out and create a different purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, from there. Because some people get very caught up in the trauma of their story. Mm -hmm. Sure. Or what we call unresolved karma. And and in this work, we actually, in Universal Race, we work with a lot of unresolved karma. But we don't call it like, oh, you had that happen to you because you did something bad. No. Actually, what we feel is karma is just unresolved energy. And when you get to embrace what it's brought you to learn, then you can move forward on your path with a lot of lightness and more creativity. I love that. What yeah. so when you say unresolved kar- karma, what and you say you refer that to that as like unresolved energy, essentially. Well, what for example, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like um, when we do soul ray readings, maybe I should do yeah. a whole soul ray reading for you. <laughs> but when we do soul ray readings, we find out what someone has come in to learn. And um, so uh, I came in on a soul ray five, and ray five is about the higher mind versus the lower mind, and and um. So, for example, for me personally, I now I grew up where you grew up, where people mm-hmm. were like intensely intelligent, you yeah. know, and and so I was always like an A minus student, you know, maybe I was a B plus, and I always felt stupid, right? right. I always never felt smart enough, like. I wasn't going to Stanford or something, you know, I was just trying to get to college and get a degree in nutrition. And, um, and I, and even that, like I struggled with some of my classes, I had to take them twice. Like that chemistry did not come to me like this. Like always, yeah, I was just getting through, but the point is come in and it teaches you divine will and unconditional love and harmony and balance. You actually get to heal this piece of unresolved karma, and then you get to move forward. Well, that sounds awesome. <laughs> you said that you, you were dealing with Ray 5, the soul ray Oh, five. yeah, that's my soul ray. So yeah. there are seven soul rays. Okay. And um, there there's 12 rays, but seven soul rays. So the first ray is uh, divine will versus free will. 
And that's a tricky ray to come in on because people on ray one, and it's a beautiful ray. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. But people on ray one, they either want to surrender to divine will or they want it their own way. Right. Oh, yeah. So those are a little bit like little Napoleon type of personalities. Like they get a little ticked off when, you know, something doesn't go the way they want. Sure, so, sure. But when you bring it back into accepting that things unfold the way they're supposed to for their highest good, oh, you can embrace what comes to you. Right. So that that's like Ray 1. So Ray 2 is unconditional love. So people who come in on Ray 2, you know, are um, they're here to learn that they're loved no matter what. But if they're out of balance with that ray, then they're always going to have continuous lessons of not feeling loved, you know? So, mm. so that's how these rays work. And, wow. you know, everybody here, ray three is creativity. So, you know, people either you, you work beautifully with the divine and creativity, mm. or you never think you create well, and everything is creativity from being an accountant to being an artist, everything sure. is how you create, right? Yeah. So and so on. So the rays are just unbelievable. They're philosophical, and they give you a, a greater, broader sense of your potential. And how are those diagnosed? Like, how do you? I hate to use the word diagnose, but how do you determine? That, that was a good word, but it's <laughs> so. So in a so I'm a universal rays <laughs> practitioner. You right. would have to be attuned to them. So you would so we could do a soul ray reading yeah, if you I, wanted to. I'm yeah, open yeah, to yeah, it. yeah, we could yeah, do, let's that. do it. <laughs> You're gonna choose them actually, though. I okay. don't choose them at all. Okay. Um and, and we would check them. We did have to get my pendulum out. <laughs> okay. I don't normally use a pendulum except for universal rays. See, and that's what makes me laugh is like when I think about my heritage, which is like uptight. New York Jewish background and then I do this work and I go oh yeah no I don't know if I like feel comfortable and safe but what I have learned since 2001 is there's a place for this sure Sure. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to actually I work as a renal dietitian for a large company oh. and I teach people about kidney health. So I'm not going to do a universal raise session on those people <laughs> if they need to take blood pressure medicine. Like, right. I don't I don't ever say medicine doesn't come first. It does. Mm -hmm. Now, in my world, I hold licenses and it's my job to be credible. But on the other hand. When I can help a client feel less stressed or embrace what they've come to learn, mm -hmm. wow. And yeah. and I feel a lot better about it, you know. So so it's um it's it's been a really great experience. You want to have a soul baby? Sure. Oh girlfriend, that is so great. <laughs> I'm excited. So you didn't memorize anything I just said, did you? I, I doubt it. <laughs> Good, because I need you to just give me your numbers without telling me. I'll tell you in a second how it goes. Okay. Oh, this is great. Ishtar will be really thrilled. She's down in Australia. And we, we've taught it to, I guess, thousands of people. I mean, I wouldn't say hundreds of thousands, but I would say, because it's only been around where we've been teaching it since 2013. And I'm oh, wow. really, okay. yeah, it isn't. The universal rays have been around for 
a long time since the uh, since the planet was created. You know, they're rays of high intelligence and mm-hmm. um, they're very, very beautiful. But so we're going to do your soul ray reading. Okay. So what we're going to do in a minute is first we're going to relax for a minute and then I'm going to ask you, we're not starting it. I'm just going to okay. tell you what we're going to do first. Okay. And then we're going to choose numbers. You're choosing them between one and seven, only mm-hmm. one and seven. And you can say the same number as many times as it comes to you. Okay. Okay. So there's no like, oh, like my birthday is the six. Oh, I'll say the six. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Just the number that you sense that comes in and then we'll work around that. And then I'll do the soul ray reading for you, which is pretty exciting. And I will write it up and send it to you truthfully. Okay. Okay. And then if you want, we can do a healing session, not today, but another day. So, okay. Okay. So um, we have... So we have seven bodies that we do the soul ray reading for. And I'll tell you what they are in a little bit. Okay. Very interesting. Sorry, I just have to make my notes. I'll be real quick. Yeah, no, no. You're good. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. All right. Miss Courtney, so you can you can put one hand on your heart or mm. just breathe gently huh, and relax and let go. Nothing to stress about. It's all divine. It's fun. It's really fun <laughs> hey. stuff. I remember when I did my first one, and I'm like, oh, that's so weird. But you'll end up you'll end up go. It's it's pretty neat. So. Whenever you're ready, just take your time. Mm-hmm. Ask for a number between one and seven to come forward to you. Only one. And then um, when you sense it, hear it, smell it, just share it with me. Four. Thank you. And we thank the number four. Beautiful. And then just let that go. Good job. And then you're going to invite in the next number. And then I share it. Please do. Seven. Beautiful. Thank you. We'll let that one go. Whenever you're ready, please tell me the next one you sense. Six. Wonderful. Thank you. And we'll let that go. Um, yes. And the next one. Beautiful. Thank you very much. And we'll let that one go. And when you're ready, there's two more. One, The next one. Seven. Lovely. Thank you. Let that one go. And whenever you're ready, tell me the last one. Two. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay, so you're done. Let me just okay. check them. Okay. <laughs> How did you feel when they came in? I it was really just like numbers came in. I didn't mm-hmm. feel a whole lot. Right. Yeah. Just 
just numbers off the top of my head. Yeah. They really weren't off the top of your head. Okay. But you asked what it felt like. So that's kind of. I know. Right. I got it. I totally got it. I'm just checking. They make a lot of sense to me. Okay. I'm I'm having a very strong. See, I'm actually, I can send this work around the world. So I'm real. That's why I'm holding my hand out. I'm really in your energy field, actually. Okay. Okay. All right. So you can write them down or not. I will write them down and send them to you. Okay. Great. So, um, so in this work, we have six bodies. We have 12 bodies, actually, soul, uh, monad, mental, emotional, physical, genetic, DNA, and etheric. But but for the soul ray reading, we have a soul ray and a monadic ray. And that's your, one is your soul as an individual and one, one is your monad, which is your soul in groups of people. So they're very, very telling. Oh, okay. Wow. okay. And each okay. ray, and there's more. I mean, I'm yeah, going to give sure. them all to you as we go. Okay. So your soul ray is on ray four. Okay. Um, and ray four is the ray of harmony and balance. Okay. Um, so your soul has come in to learn to work in harmony and balance or chaos and trauma. <laughs> so that's <laughs> the whole thing is every ray has both ends to it. Neither are wrong. By the way, I have like four ray fours in my chart. They're exhausting when you're out of whack. And when you're you're in harmony and balance, everything is good in the world. So your soul has come in, actually. People who come in on ray four are often here to create harmony and balance wherever they are. And they can also be healers. So um, I find it very interesting and no surprise at all that you have a ray four as a soul ray. Yeah. Right. I have a ray four in my monad, which I'll tell you in a minute what that is. Okay. But your soul has come in to learn to walk on the earth in safety and harmony. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will write this all and send it to you. Your next mm-hmm. ray is called your monad and it's okay. your soul in groups of people. Okay. So one is you as an individual, one is you, and it's on race seven, which I find to be so lovely because race seven is the ray of transformation and change. It's also the ray, though, of um, um, celebration, cycles of life. Like you couldn't change the cycle. You couldn't stop the sun from coming up and the sun Like there are certain ceremonies. That's the word I Mm want to say. So you are here to embrace change around you no matter what other people do. Wow. So usually whatever someone's monadic ray is, it's their bigger challenge in the world. Like my monad is four. So Mm -hmm. it's supposed to find harmony and balance no matter what other people do. Yours is seven, which is to open to change and transformation. But you can change and transform just by thinking differently. Like you don't have to do a thing. You just have to see it with a different uh, point of view. So the fact that you have a seven in your monad and that you have this beautiful podcast where you're assisting other people to change their perception. That is Ray seven in action, actually. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Very so cool. very so, and you resonate with both of those, don't you? Yeah, no, yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, right. And but by the way, you gave them to me. I didn't right. pick your race. I just want to be clear. Right, sure, because yeah. <laughs> our souls actually know what we're doing, and they're they're orchestrating opportunities for us. Right. And so, even just a, sh- a slight shift in information supports us. Mm-hmm. So the next one is your ego, which is not a body. The nice thing about the ego, though, is that whatever it is, it's uh, it's like your business card. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Courtney, and I have a podcast, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm Nancy. I'm a dietitian. So whatever our ego, Ray, is, it supports our other work. So your ego, Ray, is Ray 6, which is the Ray that all is divine. So that says, yeah, everything is good. I can accept it as it is. And that's what your ego says, which then supports you to do all the things that you do. So it's very positive to have a race six in your ego. Um, People who are on race six, though, who sit on it, not in the ego, like a soul race six, they're very... they're here to learn that they're divine. So often they don't feel divine. Sometimes mm-hmm. we come in on a ray and we're like, this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once we embrace what that ray comes to, so this is what I was talking about karma. Right. Once you come to embrace the gift of what you're here to learn, yeah, you can let go a little bit and breathe. Right, right. So even just going back to your soul ray of four, if you can actually embrace that all is in harmony and balance for you, no matter what. Right. That can give you that opportunity to um, just go, oh, okay. I didn't think of it that way. Right. Yeah. So the next one is your mental body, how you think about things. And it's an interesting ray. It's ray three okay it's that it's that creativity and abundance right so this says that your mind thinks through creativity and abundance or i'm not saying it's you i'm not Uh but this is what it would be in ray three in the mind it's that you either open up to the creative ways that you can create with your thoughts or you try to control them and then get frustrated a lot (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not saying that you do or don't, but that is sure. what Ray 3 is about. Like, I have a ton of relatives who sit on Ray 3, and when they're in alignment, they're, like, all open to working in the flow. And when they're not, they're, like, rigid, and they mm-hmm. want it their way. Right. So Ray 3 is a tricky Ray. It's a mental Ray, but, again, it's about creativity and abundance. And so when we open up to what that potential is, and again, here you are doing this amazing work and you open up to all the ideas that come through. I I think you are receptive. Receptivity Mm -hmm. is really important on Ray 3, actually. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely receptive. (laughs) I know you are. It's It's just absolutely beautiful. Now, you have this... Okay, so on your emotional... Your emotional body, which is how you feel about things. And yeah. and in the work of the universal race, the emotional body is actually, when things come through the emotions, they may have come from other bodies and experiences. I will say that. But anyhow, your emotional body, how you think and feel is on ray one. And ray one is that ray of divine will versus free will. So 
Two things come to me when I see when I see a Ray One anywhere. By the way, mm. people who sit on Ray One, um, they are challenged to surrender to what comes to them mm. or to try and control it. So, um, like I have a son who sits on Ray One, and what I know about him is he's very meticulous and he wants it the way he wants it for the right reason. Right. There's no, there's nothing wrong about a single ray. And so then he'll get frustrated if something comes up that isn't meticulous and um, for the highest. Ray Wan has really high integrity to it. Mm-hmm. So this suggests to me that with your emotions, if they don't come out the way you want them to, you may not share them. You may shut them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's accurate. <laughs> Yeah, I actually had a, this will be interesting because it kind of supports that, but I was an actress and my acting teacher told me I had a really, and I think this is true for a lot of women, but I mean, I was very extreme in this case, but I had a really hard time expressing anger. Um, Yeah. So so I didn't, I would go to sadness, I would cry and she made me do this exercise or she encouraged me to do this exercise um, where I would throw tantrum like punching the air. We eventually oh, went to pillows. Yeah. And I would say, I have a right to be angry. And I couldn't say it for the longest time. I would just break down into tears. And yeah. And that's very interesting because that could come through your DNA, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, so we do have DNA bodies sure. here and genetic bodies sure. where there may be past karma of not being allowed to share something like right. emotion or anger. Right. And so that makes like so much sense to me. Like so often, I don't remember where all the Glickman come from. I think that they mm-hmm. they came from, oh no, I do know they came from Austria, but um, mm-hmm. that's yeah. that side of my, but my other side of the family comes from Poland and Russia mm-hmm. and I can see them when I'm doing my work and I'm like, no, we're okay. We're safe. It's okay. So you can mm-hmm. actually feel the genetics going back sometimes right. in our own responses right here in 2023. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever your background comes from, you know, whether you come from the Caribbean or Africa or China, people have their own DNA that is in there. And this work actually works through that. So it's pretty interesting. Okay, back to where we're going. So the next one is the physical and uh, the physical body. But in this work, the physical body represents where you work, where you live, and then your physical body. And there's your seven again, that that seven of transformation. So you're being invited to open to change and shift where you work, where you live, and in your, so your physical places, and then your own physical being. And so you may not like change. I don't know if you do. I don't, we don't know each other that that well. But but when you open to change right. and transformation, more gifts come. Okay. Okay. Well, my move here was definitely uh, was definitely a good good move. <laughs> That's amazing. Look at you yeah. moving to tennis. Tennis is beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Very different for me. Yeah. Right. I'm sure it is. Yep. Mm -hmm. I lived in Northern Florida, which is very much like the South. Yeah. And it's, it's great to live in other cultures. Yeah. Yeah. South Florida is like being in the North and North Florida is like being in the South. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's beautiful. And there's a reason you were called there, by the way. And there it is in that Ray 7. And there's something that 
you get to receive and then you also get to give to others. No, nobody goes any place by mistake. So that's just okay. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one. So it is your genetic body. Okay. The genetic body is similar to the monad. So the monad is all of humanity and you're on race seven with that open to shift and change. But your genetic body is only people related to you by blood. Okay. So that would be, you know, below you if you had children and it would be behind you. And ray two is the ray of unconditional love and acceptance. Interesting. Yeah. So when anybody sits, whatever the ray is in their family of ancestry, this genetic ray, Mm -hmm. they are here to heal it for themselves. And then also it helps the family line. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to see your brother, Louie, suddenly become loving, but the the potential is there. So Ray 2 is that ray of unconditional love and wisdom. Mm -hmm. And some place, so, you know, I'm not asking you to disclose family, personal stuff here. But what I would ask, if it were anybody, is... um, who didn't hold themselves in love backwards? And, you know, who struggled with not feeling loved? And wherever that is. So it's not your ray, although it may, you may resonate with it, but it's a lineage ray. Yeah. So someplace in your family line, somebody didn't, and it can go back. I usually, I don't go back more than three generations, mm-hmm. but I can, like my family ray is seven. And that's that transformation change, Ray. But right. what I know is that all my ancestors mm-hmm. left Europe in the 1880s. Every one of them, by the way. So that would be yours wow. too, by the way. But um, they had to leave their countries and change everything so they could feel safe someplace. So there was the change in my family dynamics. Right. Um, but for you... Where did somebody not feel held in love going back? It could be your grandparents or great grandparents, you know, and um, and that's what it is. But it's about acceptance and love. And it's a really great learning. It's a really great opportunity. So that's the kind of work we do in the Universal Rays. We also and um, yeah, it's really great. And And I find that my students and my clients, they'll say things like, Nancy. I don't notice anything. I feel fine. And I'm like, you're supposed to feel fine. (laughs) (laughs) But they'll create businesses. So back to those women from Colorado, another one I worked with, she couldn't bend over. She had terrible back pain. She And that was the one whose son got uh, killed in the car accident. And she just embodied all of her grief and pain and lack of support in her life in her lower back. And then we started working together and she ended up, besides resolving her back issues, she went from taking rodeo boys um, uh, jeans and making them into rugs to going back to creating tapestries and weaving. So I've watched people go from extreme physical pain and grief to starting businesses and allowing their experiences to help others. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. 
there. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And it is, but it's not me. I get zero credit. I just do the work. So right. what I find is, you know, all this time, you know, like the death of my mom and my stomach ache and learning all this stuff <laughs> for my own grief, you right. know, here I am 23 years later. And I get to do this work. I get to help people reach their best potential. Right. And allow them to feel really good about where they're... Because every person is of incredible value. I I agree. that That's something I talk about a lot. I think it's one of the biggest lies we've actually been sold. Is that they're... Absolutely. Know, the value of life and that some people's lives are worth more than others. And Oh, no. Right. We, we don't know and we not. don't get... And we don't get to make that call. Yeah. That's right. And that's unresolved karma. And we break those kind of agreements. So we we break agreements that we're not of value on the earth because we're all of incredible value and significance. And, you know, if, if it doesn't matter what you do. If you hold a door open all day long, that's your job. You know, yeah. it just doesn't matter. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's very, yeah. 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 No, I totally, totally agree with that. And I think that's such an important message. Well, this is so fascinating. And it, it look at you turning your your taking your pain and making it into something of purpose. Well, I didn't plan to. I didn't yeah. plan to have pain either. And that's right. the whole thing is nobody plans this. And yeah. and just like, you know, if I had a toothache, I went and found someone who could help me feel better. Right. And then I was like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. So back to what can people do? Anybody yeah. can do this. Yeah. Anybody can learn these modalities. You know, as long as you come with integrity and yeah. you don't come with your ego, you know, sure. this work, we, we teach this around the world online. Right. So okay. I actually, I have a class coming up. You can't take this one because you have to do some training. Well, unless you study 24 hours a day. I have a class the 7th, 8th, 14th and 15th online, but you have mm-hmm. to do a pre-training for it okay. with Ishtar and then you can, but you can look me up at feedingthebodyfeedingthesoul.com, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to share this, train people, you know, yeah. I do mediumship circles online, which is really fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. What What is that like? Um, well, it's students like you. So, okay. so let's say you came to circle. Okay. Um, you probably wouldn't be willing to give a message the first time. So you'd sit there and someone would read for you. Um, but then I'd probably like twist your arm back and go, come on, Courtney, tell me, do you feel a man or a woman? Do you tell me what you think? And then, and the, and the room is very sacred. So people will go, well, I don't know what this is, but I have a possible, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So, um, I've been training people for a while and they come mm-hmm. to circle. I do one, uh, one a month on Wednesday nights. I do individual readings and group readings mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just love. It's so much fun. You know, yeah. I don't think that I ever finish the circle and go, Oh yeah, that was terrible. I have never mm-hmm. ever said that because it's all about love. Right. right. Yeah. And then we need that. (laughs) We do. Well, it allows us to feel validated. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I I guess the the other thing I would just ask is because you said it's about like the messages from uh, your, those who have left. And I'm really curious about just how, like, you said that they could be kind of vague. They're just, I, I guess I'm just curious, like what? 
Whoopsie. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I don't understand. So all I know right now, Courtney, is somebody showing me that they were playing cards. Did okay. you used to play like gin rummy with your dad? Or there's somebody coming forward now and they're telling me they're showing me like cards. And that's the only thing they'll show me. So did you used to sit and play cards? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, yeah. I don't know that. That's called evidence. So I give what I get. Well, I've never seen you with your dad ever, by the way. I mean, I can tell you, I, I know your dad, but I don't know him well. At right. all. I know your mother better than your dad. And I know your grandmother really well. So um, what would happen is, is I would get a reading and I would mm -hmm. bring forward what I get. And then I would ultimately, as I'm validating the person mm -hmm. for you, I would ask them why they came. And then that would open up. Um, okay. You know, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like the way you're interviewing me. I'm going to interview them, you know? Right, right. Why? How do I know you? What do they need to know? Because otherwise you're going to, I could say I have a man with white hair and right. uh, football, like, you know, I can make stuff up. It's not right to make stuff up. No, no, of course. And I never do that. So, yeah. You know, so I get a little bit of evidence and then I make the connection and I bring forward something else. Right. And bring, yeah. So then it becomes a, an invitation for that person. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can do a reading for you, but I'll do that offline. Yeah. Like, I'll do that offline. <laughs> yeah. Right. But this Great. is super fun. Well, oh, my God. Thank yeah. you so much. And I have to say, probably a few years ago, I wouldn't even have been brave enough to come out and say that this is what I do. But today I'm really proud of it and I'm proud to share it with other adults. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have gifts. And mm -hmm. just like when, and today, if I met a 16 year old, like that 16 year old Nancy who felt her grandmother come stand next to her, right. I would say, honor that. Right. Honor that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I always say, I think we all have unique gifts and talents and it's incumbent upon each of us to hone them. And harness them so that we can be of contribution to others. And uh, yeah, I think we're we're trained so much. Uh, you know, I come from the the fitness world where like they always talk about work your weakness, work your weakness. And I used huh. to get, I used to get so upset because I'm like, no, work your strengths. Because, oh, that's a, right, right. Like because I I don't ignore your weaknesses because they could hold back your strengths and hold you back from reaching your you know potential, but they're most likely not going to become your strengths and your strengths are your unique gifts and talents. So yes, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. And I, even the language of weakness mm -hmm. is it implies there's something wrong with you mm -hmm. and there isn't anything wrong with you. You are uniquely you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All, all of us. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. If you have anything else oh, to share. Such a pleasure. Oh, no. Well, just if anybody wants to reach me, yeah. they can find me at feedingthebodyfeedingthesoul.com. And, and really, this is just so much fun for me because I know your grandmother is thrilled <laughs> and your dad is happy. Did he used to do this thing where he would like read the newspaper and look over it? He'd look like he wasn't listening, but he was listening because that's what he's showing me. And it's making me oh, laugh. That's funny. My dad read seven. He had seven, uh, no, eight newspapers delivered a day. And oh, he, that's yep. what it is. I know he had five televisions. I remember seeing yes. it actually. <laughs> he made me laugh. I'm like, I've never, because I, because I called your grandmother, Aunt Helen. I'm like, I've never seen so many TVs. Okay. So that's what he's doing. He's looking over his paper at us and he's very happy. He's very proud of you. He's awesome. Yeah. Thank you.
Yeah. No, please just reach out to me and we'll do this off the air. But um, no, just thank you for letting me share whatever it was I shared and blessings to everybody who was listening today Mm -hmm. and just know you have unlimited potential. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it was feeding the body, feeding the soul, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.